Hi guys. Why do we wave all the time? I don't know because we're friendly people. We're showing them we're friendly people. Hi. <laughs> I feel like it's hard to say hi without the gesture. It is. I literally <laughs> said, waved hi when I did my testimony. So it didn't make the cut though, so don't worry. Not that I told you though. So. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about wisdom part two again, which you can clearly see we need a lot of. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but that's okay because we are learning from each other and from God. Mostly from God and each other and you guys. Mm -hmm. I think today um, we're going to kind of touch base more on the question that was asked of avoiding actions that will only cause us heartaches. Um, yeah, that is where we're going to start, and we'll see where this ends. Yes, I relate a lot <coughs> you too. to that. I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, yeah, because I feel like for me, like, I, um, just a lot of times let my human desires just take the lead and, like, take and I just run with it and then next thing I know I'm just like okay it's sad and it leads me into situations where I am heart broken a lot of times it has to deal with boys so like you said hurt I am hurt broken hurt broken heart broken same thing yes we're still broken but we are still loved get it yeah that's a good motto I think you should yes. make an Instagram for that. Uh, My rice! <laughs> okay. <laughs> we are getting off. Okay. <clears throat> so, going off of that, yeah. um, I love how I try to come prepared and write down Bible verses. But then new ones always pop into my head based off of conversation. But then I never remember the reference. Ever. So... That just reminded me, though, about specifically about relationships. So we're talking about avoiding actions that lead to heartache. Well, this is in general, but I feel like this often is used in the context of relationships. I think of the verse that says, above all else, guard your heart, for it is a wellspring of life, or something like that. Um, yeah, I think that, I don't know, I think that even the Bible makes it very clear that God cares about the state of our hearts. And he wants us to be careful with our hearts and be able to guard them. And I think even just doing that does, even though it's easier said than done, that does help avoid that heartache and pain in the long run. Mm -hmm. And I think too, this can go for like not just romantic relationships, but also like platonic relationships, like friendships mm -hmm. as well. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think that is a good verse, and I often say a lot of times, <laughs> I feel like I say a lot of times that like I'm <laughs> trying to be intentional with guarding my heart, but then when I sit down and think about it, I'm like, what does it look like to actually guard yes. my heart? Because I like being open and vulnerable to people and having them get to know me, but, and that's how I get hurt so much is because I just wear my heart on my sleeve and let everyone get to know me and then my heart is like guarded and then when things end not great whether it's with friends or with um like loved 
interest, then it just like breaks and then my heart gets sad. Where I feel like I'm the opposite almost of where like I'm not vulnerable with people and I feel like I am so closed off that like when it still ends, it's almost like more of the like, how can they end it? Like they don't even know me type of thing of like, they didn't even get the chance to like truly know who I am. So I feel like it's trying to find that balance of like not wearing your heart in the sleeve, but also not having like this brick wall around it that like no one could knock down. Right. Yeah, because since mine is the opposite, like I, um, I think I shared with you once that like I have this insecurity of since I wear my heart on my sleeve, like people get to know me so much. And then it's like, then when they reject me, I'm like, wow, they got to see like who I am. And they still were like, you're not enough for me. And so that was like an insecurity I had to deal with, which I think goes along with the question of like how to avoid situation. Was it situations or just things that? Action. I think it's specifically like actions, actions. actions, but yeah, can go for situations as well. But. Which I mean, like going back to that, like avoiding actions, I think it all comes down to making the right choices in the moment. Like I feel in a lot of situations, that I put myself in, uh, there was a right choice. And like, it was a very clear right choice. And it was like that little like voice of being like, you know what's right. Like mm -hmm. as hard as it is to like make that right choice, like you have to make it. And I never did. And I just ended up hurt in the end. Mm -hmm. So it's like uh, digging into the word and like hearing what God has to say, like you have that wisdom, but also like, I feel like in, certain situations like you know what the right choice is and it's really just mm -hmm. a matter of making that right choice and like following that right choice that will bring like wisdom upon and like later on down the road like you're gonna see that like it was the right choice and like you're gonna be happy that you chose that later on um, mm -hmm. and it like goes back to like I think I said it last week where it was like wisdom does now what's gonna be happy with later on mm -hmm. um, and it's like the reason it does that is so that we don't live our lives with any regrets. Like if we be smart and we have wisdom and we make the right choices now, even though it's like not what we necessarily want to do in the moment, but we know what's right. Like we're gonna live our life being like, I'm glad I made that decision back then because like I learned from that, that like this is what's right and I don't have to live with the regret of like, what if I would have said no? What if I would have done this? Um, it reminds me of a podcast I listened to that um, talked about how the Holy Spirit um, is like within us and he like speaks, convicts, and guides us. And she like asked, she was like, in your decision making, are you denying the conviction of the Holy Spirit? Mm -hmm. um, and then she like went on to say like, are you trying to compromise or negotiate your plans and desires with what God has called you to mm -hmm. walk in? Um, and so that kind of hit me because I think of all of the times where I like tried to steer things towards my desires and like my plans and like I would compromise or try to negotiate my way into it and like well I'm still like following God I'm just gonna kind of lead it a little bit this way like I'm not technically doing anything bad um, and then in the end like I ended up mm -hmm. getting there because I ran away <laughs> And I think we all, whether we like to believe it or not, we all have that voice inside of us and we all have the ability to hear it. Whether some people might just call it their conscience, I think more accurately it could be called the Holy Spirit's voice, but you know, whatever 
whatever you want to call it, we all have the ability to hear that little voice inside of us that can show us right and wrong. Um, yeah, so I agree with that, that it's, it's really hard to do that in the moment, but super important. And yeah, listening to that will help avoid that heartache. Right. And I feel like too, like looking back, then you're like, oh my gosh, it was made so excited, yes. yes. I see it. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's one of those instances where every, like everyone sees it and they try to tell you, but you're just so like in awe that you don't see it. And then once you're out, you're like, well, that's, that's great. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Yeah. I'm so glad I see it now. <laughs> yeah. Which kind of, I don't know, actually ties into one proverb that I did find. Um... This is in Proverbs 19, 20. Um, Listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. I feel like that ties directly into that, that it's so important to be able to listen to the advice of other people and um, accept other people's correction and advice and not be so proud that we want to do it all by ourselves, but be humble enough to be able to accept that advice and correction um, and that that can help guard us and avoid pain as well as um, helping us to grow in wisdom. Yeah, I even remember, I think last week I wrote it down in my journal, how it was like sometimes wisdom does come in the form of correction. Mm -hmm. Like it's not always going to be just like, I read the Bible, I applied it to my life, now I have the wisdom. Like sometimes it will be like you mess up, someone corrects you and you're like, oh that makes more sense. And then you have like grow that wisdom from that experience and from that correction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's why it is important to be, uh, like, humble, just, like, in your everyday, like, in your walk with God and in your relationships with people, because um, a sermon that I had shared this past week um, from Citizen Church talked about how, like, one reason that we don't grow in our wisdom is because he names, like, four different reasons, but one reason he names is, like, stubbornness. Um, mm -hmm. And he said that in Proverbs, stubbornness is the most talked about foolish posture. Um, it's like they describe it as like being right in your own eyes. Um, and he said you're close off to instruction and accountability because you think you already have it all together. And you think mm -hmm. you already have it all. And you end up always being the speaker and never the listener. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I was like. Yeah, I like that. I decided, kind of based off of this topic, I decided to try. My personal goal for myself was to read through all the Proverbs, which I didn't quite accomplish. I got most of the way through, but chapter 19, woohoo. No. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, no, but I learned a lot just taking some time to read through Proverbs these last couple mm -hmm. weeks. Um, and there's so many verses about... Um, just the words that we speak and just being really careful like to listen before we speak and just be really careful what we say and how how much power our words can have over our own lives and over the lives of others and how much they can bring good or evil depending on what we say and so yeah I think that's super important yeah and I definitely feel like uh, an area where like wisdom is definitely needed um, is like our mouth and the words that we speak mm -hmm. because like yes and i mean i'm very guilty of this of like yes joking like you do mean it as a joke Homer, <laughs> <laughs> cats um, <laughs> you like you could mean something as a joke but as soon as like 
you say it out loud, you kind of like, as soon as you like breathe it, you kind of give it mm -hmm. like life and truth a little bit behind it. Yeah. Um, even if it wasn't meant as like a truth. So it's just like almost like realizing like, okay, is this joke like really something that necessarily needs to be said? Or like, is it glorifying to the Lord? Or is it just something that will tear them down at the end? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was kind of thinking, thinking about guarding our hearts. I was kind of realizing that there's sort of two parts of that. I think guarding our hearts includes um, internally, like our own thoughts and what we take in, um, you know, what, yeah, like what we allow into our minds and what we take in um, and just being able to take our own thoughts captive. But I think another part of that is also being careful about um, what we're saying and what we're putting out as well. But I think too that it can go like both ways like it can be like the words you say can be like super negative and harmful and like super like on the flip side like super like good and encouraging mm -hmm. and empowering like there's been um like the book uninvited by lisa Turfist. Mm -hmm. yes i love that book and there's been she has like a 10 prayers in there um that like she has in like one of her chapters and I, like, every morning have just been, like, reading all those prayers and, like, owning that for mm -hmm. myself and, like, saying it out loud. And it makes such a difference from just, like, I don't know why, but, like, I just feel, like, the power of the words, like, instead of just, like, mm -hmm. reading it in my head, but, like, praying and declaring that over my life out loud with spoken words, like, makes such a difference. And so, yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And that's why even, like, when you're in the car, like, alone and, like, you're praying like just pray out loud like right. have have it be almost like a conversation that you're having with God be mm -hmm. like hey God like this is how I'm feeling because like as soon as you like speak it it just brings more like light and I, I even did this like I think it was earlier this week where I like was about to go to bed and a, a whole bunch of thoughts so just like started swarming my head so I started just talking out loud and as soon as I started talking it was like it was me like going into like one of my insecurities of like vulnerability of like why do I not like vulnerability and it was like started off of like uh, why I don't like it but then it was like oh because of this oh but wait it's because of this but then it could be because of this and as soon as I like started talking out loud it was like I just like was one after another after another and I was like if I would have written that down like it would have taken me so long I literally would start at the paper and I was like I don't know but like by saying it it was like it just like mm -hmm. flowed out of me so I have a question. Yeah. So. No. <laughs> no questions allowed. Dang. I should just leave. I feel like I always have questions. <laughs> questions are great. Um, so, like we kind of like talked about like what to do like, or like talked about situations or like actions that we can take or avoid. Um, that lead to painful situations so like what if you're in a spot where like you did everything right but then painful situations still came whether it be in a relationship or a friendship or like a job like what do you do when you literally did everything right but then you still ended up getting burnt i love that question because i'm i don't know why i'm, I'm I think I have issues. I think I'm like weirdly obsessed with suffering. Like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh my god. Need a therapist in here. <laughs> Maybe we need a therapist. 
Okay, that's really embarrassing. No, I'm not like obsessed with suffering. I think the where this is coming from is that I recognize suffering. Like I can like see all the suffering in the world in different areas where, you know, I've suffered in my own life and I guess I try to look for the positive in things. So it's not that I'm obsessed with suffering. I'm more like, wow, there's so much suffering and I'm very focused on how do we get through this? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> no, um... Maybe just next time don't lead with that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, I literally look down at the page over in my Bible James 5, it literally says patience in suffering. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, be patient therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. It goes it goes on and on all about suffering. But there's so many. I feel like James is really good. Um, there's a lot in, like, Hebrews. I was Didn't I send you a verse from Hebrews 12 earlier this week? Yeah, I love... <laughs> Yeah, probably. I love you Hebrews definitely 12. Did, yes. That's actually one of my theme verses right now where it says, um, talk about Jesus, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising its shame. And that's honestly like, that's like one of my theme verses right now. It's like, I feel like for anything hard going on in my life, like Christ set the perfect example for mm -hmm. suffering. It's like he saw the joy ahead of him. And so he endured the cross. And there's so many examples. Yeah, that verse, things in James, things all over the Bible, just like talking about how to be patient and endure through suffering and be able to suffer like Christ did. So, I don't know. Those are the things I hold on to. Those are the things that, yeah, give me hope and inspiration. <laughs> I love that. That's good. I like, and I feel like too that, I feel like this is like our theme for Murder Monologues. <laughs> it is. It sounds like so good in words, but it's like actually living that yeah. out and doing that can be like harder than like just like saying it. Yeah. Um, I know too, like kind of going off of what you said, because this reminds me of like I'm reading a book called Humility right now. Um, and one thing that he recommended to do is reflect on Jesus dying on the cross for your sins. Like reflect on that every single morning before you go mm -hmm. through, before you even start your day. And so like I started doing that and that is like such, that is such like a humbling experience wow. because he was like, imagine him like on the cross dying for your sins, like right now, like he doesn't have to suffer for you. He doesn't, he didn't have to like die for you, but it's your sins that put him there. It's like, everything that you've done that put him there to your death that's there to your death he's dying for you and like yeah, yeah. just like going through that I'm just like how can you like how can you not be humbled by that like how can you not and if God can do it if Jesus can go through that like yeah I love that I do sorry yeah. you go no no sorry I'm trying to cut you off <laughs> that often enough I mean it's mm -hmm. super important to actually reflect on that daily since that's mm -hmm. literally the foundation of our faith or right. what Christ did for us and do you feel okay so you have 
So you've been like taking the time to reflect on that in the morning? Yes, it's only been two weeks. Okay, so no, but still, <laughs> two weeks, that's like really good. Like kudos to you for that. Do you feel like, I'm just genuinely curious because I love seeing when you like actually put stuff into practice and actually see results in your life. So how do you feel like that's been helpful for you? Do you feel like that has helped change your mindset on things? Um, I feel like it has, like especially like starting my morning, I like kind of like what I said, it kind of puts your heart in a posture of humility and just like makes me think, okay, it's not all about me. It's not mm -hmm. all about my self-glorification. Mm -hmm. It's not all about like, um, like the little minor things, you know, that cause you annoyances or like grievances, mm -hmm. like all that stuff in the end, like then like doesn't matter because you just like think about like Jesus dying on the cross for your sins and like I think about the movie The Passion. Mm -hmm. Is it the Passion or the Passion of the Christ? Passion of the Christ. Oh, the passion of the Christ. Yeah. yeah. The Passion. <laughs> just, I feel like people we'll call it that too. Okay, I was like, I don't know. But like, because then, like when I've been like sitting reflecting, like that image comes to mind from that movie. And I feel like even in the movie, they probably didn't depict everything that Jesus right. suffered. Because we just saw the physical, but then he had so much more, like the weight of our sins mm -hmm. and all of that on top yeah. of everything else. And so it's just caused me to... Yeah, really think of myself less and more of him. Um, and then, like, again, though, like, I am human. And then, like, by mid-afternoon or evening, like, I'll be, like, stub my toe or be, like, oh, my head hurts so bad. <laughs> my life is terrible. And then I'm back in my old ways. But, like, and so I think it's important to be reflective of that throughout your day. And right. just, like, then, like, also expressing your gratitude of God and like yeah. all the good things that happen throughout your day and like reflecting that or like bringing that praise and honor and like transferring that glory to God because like you know sometimes because that's also what the book said about like humility which I've been trying to do um is like whenever like something good happens in your life instead of you taking credit for it like immediately give that credit to God mm -hmm. yeah. because it's so easy yeah. like when I'm at the gym and I'm lifting weights and I'm like oh yeah like I just did a whole rep with the heavier weight and I finished the set like Yay me, like if my muscles grow, it's like, no, like it's not me. It's like, I wouldn't be able to do any of this if God didn't give me the muscles to do it, the body parts working to do it, like give the glory immediately to God, mm -hmm. which I'm not great at doing. I need to work on that a lot more. Yeah. And yeah. I also feel like going off of like your question earlier of like doing all the right things and like still suffering, like uh, even just like inviting Jesus into your suffering, mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. like, understand that, like, we are still human and we still do live in a broken world that's not perfect. And even if you do the right things, like, other people maybe, like, did not do the right things in those situations, which could cause suffering. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's honestly just, like, a, inviting him in and being like, okay, even though, like, I feel like I did what you asked me to do and I'm still suffering, like, it's okay because, like, this is all for your glory and you have something, like, better for me that I just haven't seen yet. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, like, trusting in him and, like voice to him that like you are upset and that like this did like hurt you and like you're like unsure of like why it didn't go the way that you thought it would go to like after you did everything like you thought you were supposed to do but after that like you'll realize that like it was worth you like going mm -hmm. through some sort of pain and suffering mm -hmm. to fully like not acknowledge but fully like appreciate that's what mm. I was going for so fully appreciate yeah. like what he's actually trying to give to you right yeah it's like they always say it's about the it's all about the process yes 
process. Process. Good process. <laughs> it's great. Love it. <clears throat> yeah. I wanted to, can I loop around back to the correction piece just to kind of share my, we're talking about correction. Oh, no, yep. you can. Oh. oh. Dang it. Oh. <laughs> Denied. <laughs> no, um, <clears throat> which I feel like that applies because correction is part of the process, right? Mm -hmm. It's like we learn, we make mistakes, we grow, mm -hmm. you know, it's all part of the process. So that was actually kind of what made me want to do this topic in the first place because little like personal lesson in my life. Um, so... I don't like correction because it makes me feel like a horrible person when I make a mistake and I feel like I'm not allowed to mess up. I can't make mistakes. I need to already know everything and do everything perfectly. So when I get corrected, I feel like a failure and then I start to get really, really, really down on myself and it's just kind of a struggle sometimes. <laughs> so um, this is actually one day at work because I'm so, yeah, I'm a nurse. I'm relatively new at my job. There's always a lot to learn. And I'm in a place where, yeah, I'm learning a ton of new things every day. And it's easy to need to have corrections where it's like, oh, like I didn't know that yet. And someone will point something out or teach me something new or correct me as I'm learning. And at first I would get just, yeah, super down about it and think like, I'm a horrible nurse, I'm a failure. Um, but one day I felt like God just kind of showed me that um, correction isn't a negative thing, that it's actually a positive thing. And I felt like God brought verses to my mind, like from Proverbs about wisdom and about correction and how, um, yeah, I mean, receiving correction from others and really taking it well and learning from it, like that is mm -hmm. wisdom and that mm -hmm. like helps us grow in wisdom. So I felt like God just showed me that one day and it totally helped reframe it for me where instead of it being a negative thing where it would just, you know, weigh me down, instead of, I could see it as a positive thing and really learn and grow from it more. Um, yeah, so and there's so many, I don't know, so many Bible verses about that, which is, it's cool to see, yeah, as you read through scripture and then be able to see it in your own life, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's cool. <laughs> the end no not actually no, I but it, like I feel like though it is encouraging to like be able to hear from people like <clears throat> how like yeah. they saw a struggle in their life and then they were intentional like mm -hmm. working on it and then like they got the fruit right yeah I mean I was I don't know I love what you said about like how you're actually for two weeks taking time to reflect on you know and like being intentional and that's encouraging to me you know just to not just like know it in my head, but actually start doing it and <clears throat> like seeing the fruit in my life. Yeah, which I feel like wisdom is like, it's easy to talk about wisdom and be like, okay, this is what we have to do, but like actually applying it, like that's the <clears throat> challenging part. Mm. Um, but not all good things come easily. So you're definitely gonna mm -hmm. have to put work and yeah. time and effort into practicing wisdom. Mm -hmm. Like the, the podcast that, or the sermon I talked about earlier, I really liked how he described wisdom, and he said, wisdom is living in God's world, in God's way. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, folly, or, like, foolishness, or, like, our human desire, whatever, folly, that's what he called it, is living in God's world, in my way. <clears throat> and I feel like I so often yeah. tend to do that. 
There's so many scriptures in my mind, and just I can never find. All right, Genesis one. No, From the I beginning. just like as I was reading through Proverbs, like there's some really funny proverbs. Like I don't know if you guys like ever noticed that, but there's some like certain proverbs, especially there's a lot of ones like comparing like a wise person with a foolish person, and sometimes the way they phrase it is like almost humorous, where it's like, oh, burn. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just kind of funny. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a... Got I'm trying to think of a good example of one, and I'm, it's just honestly not coming to me right now. But if anyone... Hey, that's actually a good challenge. If anyone can find, like, a funny proverb, it's just like a roasted sort of moment. It's boom, like... Roasted. Boom, roasted. Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to comment it. The funniest proverb. Go. <laughs> we will comment that. Boom roasted. I like shared one of the quotes from it and I'm just going to read it again because it's really good and I feel like it ties kind of things together mm -hmm. is he said wisdom so doesn't set out to answer questions it sets out to change our hearts mm -hmm. and so I think that kind of like ties together about wisdom is like it's not about all this knowledge you have because like you could have all the knowledge in the world and like yes that may answer your questions but then it's just knowledge whereas like wisdom is like you take that knowledge and you apply it to your life like you let it change your heart and like when your heart gets changed, like when you change from the inside out, like that's where you really see mm -hmm. the yep. changes in your life. And so I yep. just wanted to throw that out there again and I'll go tie together. Like a little bow. <laughs> <laughs> like Catherine had it. She just said tie and then that little bow. I was like, that's well, definitely I more of a good Comment those Bible verses so we can boom roast you. <laughs> boom roast it. Yes. Can you? Yep. Thanks. All right. <laughs> Bye. Have a great week.